Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Where's our co-host, Randy Griggs? Uh, Randy is not here with us today, uh, but I've got the fine fellows from the, uh, the uh, Dojo Dugout hanging out with me, boys. How you feeling today? We're doing good, brother. And the first thing we got to do is have a t-shirt t-shirt contest. Not a wet t-shirt contest, but uh, what mm. you got famous monsters? That's an incredible shirt. Yeah, you know, you always comment on these shirts. I've I got love uh, that. And actually, I've got kind of a a matching thing happening because when you go down here and you can see Oh, whoa, whoa, easy, easy. Creature from the don't Black go, Lagoon. Don't go too far down. Yep. That's awesome. And that uh, that that tends to match my hat there cuz they're both the uh, black and kind of a fluorescent greenish i always liked the uh Damn. the creature from the black lagoon he was huh. one of my favorites you know what uh robbie the he that monster it might not have the best like it didn't have the story that was comparative to frankenstein dracula and the mummy but the the suit that they had for that guy for that monster in that movie at the time that was like the coolest monster suit Monster suit that that there was in, in in I always put that in the top four. That was Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy. Those four. That's like the Mount Rushmore of monsters. Of course, it's the those are the Universal monsters, right? All uh, all yeah. those old school movies. But we, I, especially when you consider when this came out. I mean, it was black and white. I don't know what year it came out. Um, but uh, the the technology that they had at that time. No. Uh, yeah. the, the costume did turn out pretty damn good. Mm. And I was always a fan. I've told this story before, but I just remember as, as a kid on uh, Channel 40, which was probably like Channel 5 or 6 on my TV. I don't know. We had like 13 or 14 channels at the time. And uh, every like once a year, maybe twice a year, not probably once a year, they would show um, Creature from the Black Lagoon and they'd show it in 3D. And mm -hmm. you'd have to go to 7-Eleven and buy a Slurpee or something and get your 3D glasses. And I remember watching that probably two or three times. Uh, I think probably by the last time I was watching it, just me and my dad, because nobody else would watch it with us. But I remember the first time it was like my whole family. I was probably like seven or eight years old, just totally into it. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good memory. It is. A, it's a great movie, and and that was like the golden era of like monsters, mm. you know, because what what they did back then, which was so much better than today's monster movies, is like you never really got a good look at the monster till like you know later on in the movie, like they kind of held it back from you for a while, you know. Oh, the reveal. You got to build, build the suspense. Man. Right. They, they do that in, in some. There was what's uh, a couple that I've, that have come out lately that are like monster style movies like um, 
uh, what was uh, The Quiet Place? Did you watch that yeah. one? Oh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Was really they good. did a pretty good job of hiding those uh, monsters until later. And that monster was actually pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with like the way that its head kind of opened up. And uh, there was another one uh, fairly recently, and I can't remember what it was. And you didn't really see the, the bad guy until the end, but it just adds to that mystique. Um, they did a good job with that with uh, that movie Signs, too. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Signs yeah. was surprisingly amazing. Yeah, it was, like, it's such a good movie. From the trailer, you thought like this crop circles, this is dumb, and then yeah. it was like a classic. I agree. Yeah, yeah. turned out guy. to be really good. And you didn't see those guys until the end, and then they they did. He does a lot of off camera stuff, or at least back when he was making good movies. Anyway, he did. Um, but we're getting off topic. But uh, we've. <laughs> but but we can we can vote on t shirts. What what are uh, what are you wearing? I got the I got the Clash baby right oh, there, man. Nice. Come on. Yeah. Nice. This is. And, Legit, right there, baby. Uh, Jordan might have the winner. Come on. Eh, I don't know about that. I'll give Robbie the win. I'm gonna give Robbie the win on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed. I, I well, thank you. I, I have uh, three different of uh, these uh, famous monsters T-shirts, and the the company that was making them went out of business. Um, <laughs> so those are, well, I did move my camera down low so you could see. Not my creature. Now, oh, Ro weird. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, did you used to get the magazine Famous Monsters? Because we did mm. when we were little. We would get that magazine, and it was it was great. That was our connection to all things, you know, horror and monsters and whatnot. It before was, the internet, it was great. Before the interwebs, no, I never got it. I've seen them. I've looked through some of them. I toyed with the idea of collecting them because you can find them, you know, on uh, eBay and whatnot. Um, I always had uh, Fangora. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That was like the compete, the p competing uh, yeah. mag. Yeah, I think my brother still has all of our famous monsters mags from way back when, and they're in really good shape. So he's probably sitting on a gold mine. <clears throat> yeah, who knows? I mean, hundred dollars an, an, an issue or something. Yeah. I have no idea. I've, I, I looked, and you could you can find some of the the newer ones, but like the real old ones, um, you know, like some of the first issues it had. You know these guys on them with the creature from the Black Lagoon and, and such like that. Uh, those are probably more expensive. But um, we are here, boys. To uh, to is this doing? the final? Is this the final pairing in season three? This is the final uh, pairing as far official as pairing. Official We've got a couple pairings. of wild card episodes, yes. but this is the final official pairing. Randy is not here with us. He is on assignment. Uh, we can uh, not discuss his location. Uh, it's more for your protection than it is for his. But um, we are wrapping up, and I've actually in a new. I don't know. Do you guys notice? I'm in a new area. Like we yeah. moved lot B minus. We uh, were the the old studio. The B minus A is. Uh, <laughs> it's more and more confusing. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing some uh, some construction in B minus A. So now we're in B minus B, which uh, is. Uh, I think is, it's B plus. I like. Oh, it. thank you. Yeah, this is B plus. It. Yeah. No, this is. Uh, it's, it's nice. The weather's nice. Uh, I'm hopeful that the light will hold out and you guys can see me throughout this whole episode. But uh, we'll see as it goes. I do have some lighting here nice just in case. Setup there. Yeah, you know, a little fire pit right there. And then we've got all this space up here, which is just this big hill that we can't do a damn thing with. So <laughs> it still counts as like square footage on our lot, but it's just, a, it's like, I don't know if I can, you see it? It's like this whole big hill. A little birdhouse. And, and you know. Man, it's, what are you gonna do? Yeah, nothing. Can't do anything with it. It's like do? sandstone or something. 
and there's a big open space behind it, so we get all kinds of uh, critters that's and the like. That's like literally the San Andreas fault line, isn't it? Right there. <laughs> we're closer to the Hayward fault, but yeah. Oh, okay. Close enough. I mean, we're uh, we're splitting hairs. Actually, I used to work at UC Berkeley. Um, for I worked there for five or six years. I was the brand manager for athletics, and uh, when Aaron Rodgers was there, actually, I've told that story before. And um, the Memorial Stadium, which is right there on campus in Berkeley, where they play football was built in like 190 whatever the hell super super old and there's a spot where the fault line runs right underneath it and you can see it's like a three foot gap about how far it's moved since it was built wow and they've got like these the, these things holding it together they've updated the stadium since then so you might not be able to see it anymore but you used to be able to just walk right up to it and you could see over 80 years half of the stadiums moved a foot and a half kind of crazy that's that is a little scary and that's the San Andreas fault line. Um, anyway, uh, we are wrapping up the salty segment of season three, and we have a pretty uh, interesting pairing here. Mm, yeah. We're smoking. Are we all smoking the same cigar? I hope. Yes. The Avo. Um, the Avo. What is it? Synchro. Avo Fogata? Synchro Nicaragua Fogata. It's a long name. Long name. We just call but it the Fogata. The Synchro series, I think, has. Three different cigars in it now? Well, Avo, I have a, a new Cro, one, right? South America Ritmo. And the new one. The Nicaragua. Cari- and then the Caribe. new one is the uh, Caribe. No. Yeah. I have not tried that yet. Caribe. What's, and what was the one with um, that's got like the turquoise band? That one's really good. That's the South America Ritmo. Yeah. The Ritmo with, that's, got the, that's got the um, the Brazilian wrapper on it. That's the one that tastes like bananas. Tastes like bananas. That thing is, that's that, delicious. That took our uh, number three cigar of the year one when it came out. Beautiful. So we're pairing this uh, Synchro uh, Nicaragua Fogata with a uh, just a classic, a whiskey sour. You guys can't see mine because it's halfway gone. Right, but, look, at, uh, look, at, look at this I, beautiful. Oh, look, at that, look at that beautiful. Oh, I, I'd like sexy. to tip it, but I pour it on my computer. I want my so, whiskey sour to come out like the, the texture of like uh, Danimal's yogurt, you know, like those kids' yogurts that you can drink. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's delicious. That is a delicious... We're gonna get into we're gonna get into what Jordan does with these uh, in the show. He's weird. Like here, here's the thing, uh, Robbie. Whiskey sour been around forever. There's sort of like a lot of ways to make it. I sure. Can, I can remember growing up, and that was sort of like my dad's favorite drink to make. But for, from what I can remember, and I always liked him back then. But it was it was pretty much just whiskey and sour, like whiskey and lemon <laughs> combined. You get yeah, you can get like a sour mix. Yeah. And it was fine, uh, but man, Jordan, you've you have uh, taken this cocktail. Well, you to gotta you gotta go with level. the egg whites. Like that that just changes the whole game. Yeah, so that's um, so there, there's a whole there's a whole section like a whole not section but like a whole Co- grouping of cocktails. Flips, just right? Called, they're called well sour cocktails, is really how they started. Uh, it's a traditional family of uh, of mixed drinks, and it was initially described by Jerry Thomas. In his nine or his 1862 book, How to Mix Drinks. Mm. That's OG 1862. Wow. Mm. Uh, so that was the first time that a sour drink was um, was referenced, uh, and it was they basically they re- referred to them as you have a base liquor. It could be gin, it could be bourbon, it could be brandy, which sounds terrible. Uh, mm. Pisco, pisco sours are really good. Uh, rum, amaretto sour is pretty good too. A little sweet for my taste. Uh, you mix it with lemon or lime juice and a sweetener, which would have been um, uh, simple syrup. Or um, they always—I don't know how to say this. R G E A T. It's like a—it's like an almond syrup. Is 
or or Jit. Oh yeah, didn't I don't know. Jordan? Didn't we have that in a recent cocktail that we were the almond and we replaced it with De Serona? Yes, that was the uh, yeah. the tropical uh, mai tai. Right, 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 right. Ah, right. yes. So yeah, or or Jit, I guess is how you say it. Right. Uh, and with egg white, so you can you can go egg whites with or without. It's kind of um, I don't know if it really matters based on the the, the base uh, the base spirit that you're using. Um, with uh, so whiskey sour, obviously it's just whiskey. Uh, it's lemon juice and sugar, and you can use egg white or not. Sometimes they say it's called uh, if you use an egg white, it's called a Boston sour. And if uh, <laughs> you can do a red wine float on top of it too, if you want, and that makes it a, a New York sour. Those are kind of the traditional styles. Um, I went with a very basic recipe because I figured somebody had to follow the rules. Um, went with two ounces of bourbon. And the bourbon I used, I'll talk about in a second. Uh, it's from your neck, the woods, boys. Uh, and three, uh, three quarter ounces of lemon, uh, half ounce of simple. And then it says here, half ounce of egg white. I just used an egg white, and that's optional. Um, and then uh, with a floater of Angostura bitters. Mm. So, uh, you know, three, three or four dashes of bitters kind of floating on the top. Um, I don't really like egg white in the drink. And the You're reason crazy. is, I'm, I think I'm just really... But that might be it. I like the texture of it. I really do. And you have to do a dry shake. Jordan, do you do a dry shake? I do. It's kind of leading. I should have asked you first. Oh, you blend it. That's why oh, you. I want get this to be so as whipped up as humanly possible. Do you blend it, or do you use like a, a submergible mixer thing? Oh, I just put it in the blender. Oh. I, I don't, not not bourbon included. I do all the ingredients. Sure. I do the the lemon, the sugar, and the egg white blended. Add the bourbon. So it's almost like a bourbon meringue that you got going on over mm. there. Right. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, Jordan, that's so Jordan, like, Jordan, tell them the uh, the little twist you put on this one, though. Well, uh, I've been toying around with this. Um, Randy, last Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, he had made this crazy barbecue sauce um, where he one of the core ingredients was uh, habanero simple syrup. And so I had that lying around, and I decided to put a little bit of that into uh, into the whiskey sour. So I instead, so I take the normal amount of sugar. Um, but I replace a quarter of it with habanero simple syrup. Mm. So it's not mm. too, it's pretty spicy. So like if you just needed like a touch of that stuff. So I put a little bit of that in there, give a little kick. And then I've added, uh, mint just for the garnish, you know, a little around the rim and then, uh, orange bitters, a little, uh, Layered complexity. Now, yeah, I thought the I thought the spice might go well with this cigar. I kind of I always remembered this as having some kind of red pepper flake kind of notes to it. Now, Rob, Robbie, the uh, a little inside baseball, uh, a little inside baseball here at Dojo Studios. In case you're wondering, uh, Jordan did the habanero simple syrup, and then forgot to wash his hands, and then went to mm. the re- and then went to the restroom. <laughs> hey now, it was. Rough. <laughs> this leading up. Oh, to this I thought this was a joke. This really happened. <laughs> this really happened. The last, oh, you... the last two hours have been pretty rough. <laughs> oh, it's, it's starting to, you know, subside a little bit. <laughs> Talk about a hot dog. <laughs> I, I luckily. Like, what, do you, what do you do? Just run outside well, and hose yourself down. I did. Yeah, I hose myself down, and then I luckily I've got young ones still, so I ran into the, into the baby room and grabbed some uh, some diaper rash cream. <laughs> That's where I'll, uh, Folks, you know, I'll don't let your try, imagination go from there. Don't wow, try, don't try this at home, people. <laughs> uh, don't I, do this at home. 
that, I, I thought hot. when you said, <laughs> I thought when you said inside baseball, you were gonna, I don't know, say that it was some. You're using some whiskey that you <laughs> blended three or four whiskeys together. Not that Jordan got this on his twig and berries. Like, that's brutal, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you? What are you gonna do? I've, I've, you know, just even with jalapeno, which isn't nearly as spicy. Uh, you get that, and like I've, I've kind of, I've done that where I just wipe my face, or you wipe on your nose, or you, you know, oh. God forbid, you wipe your eye, and it's like, I yes. feel like you're gonna die. I can't even imagine, Jordan. I'm sorry, man. It was. <laughs> it's like. It Is that why you were year. asking for the ice pack before the show? <laughs> hey. hey, I got hey, a lot. Oh, I got hey, a lot hey. of stuff going on down underneath the camera. You, you pointed your camera down earlier. You don't want to see. <laughs> When I play my camera down, I will be damned. That is, uh, that's terrible, man. I'm, I'm sorry that uh, that you're dealing with that. I mean, you put yourself in that position, but still, I'm sorry for you. You, uh, you know, uh, you just, I just chop, you chop them up. You sit. That's how you make the mint simple syrup. You just simmer habaneros in, in, mm-hmm. in with your mint simple syrup, and I you know, didn't think anything of it. Just chopped them up and stuck them in there. Next thing you know. Here we are. Hot dog. <laughs> and, then, and then and then you started touching yourself, I guess. And, uh, this is no idea we were going down this road when the show started. Look how red Eric is. This is amazing. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh Lord. Wow. Sorry. Where do we go Everyone. from here? No, that's so fantastic. Sorry. I love it. I love a good sidetrack. Um so yeah, that was uh, that's that's part of the reason uh, why I went with a basic recipe because <laughs> yeah. I know you guys well yes. enough to know that uh uh, that there's going to be some twists and turns. <laughs> I wasn't expecting those twists and turns, but I knew there were going to be some. Um, and the the reason that I I don't really like egg, in, to use an egg white in my drinks, and and I know that it serves a purpose. Pisco sour seems to work for me, because um, I drink those up. So I do a dry shake on that. A dry shake is just shaking without ice. And the the reason that you won't want to do that is you want to aerate it more and you not water it down and you maintain that kind of thick uh, viscosity of of the egg white, which Jordan, you've got, you know, in spades on the top of, uh, of your glasses there. Um, <clears throat> but it's the smell of the egg. I just, there's mm. something about that smell, smell of the egg. I, I can, really? You're the guy who was, yeah, you like, know, was you, drinking beers with egg whites in your beer in uh, Asia somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was in, that was in the Philippines. Oh. Um, they use, they do put egg white and, um, Oh, no, it wasn't at the Philippines. No, that was in Thailand. I've never been to the Philippines. I don't know why I said that. And it wasn't in Thailand either. It was in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> there we gracious. go. Okay. That's what it was. It was in ah. Vietnam. <laughs> and they use uh, it's condensed, condensed milk in there. And they must uh, whip up the egg the same way you do, uh, you know, with a, with a blender or some sort of submersible And, and beer? They mixing. just blend up the beer? Uh, the beer was, That'd you know, be, I imagine I they probably just kind of spoon it on top of the beer. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking that they have a vat of it and just kind of spoon it on top and there you go. Um, although they did bring you a little extra beer on the side so you could pour the beer over it because it wasn't, they give you, you buy like a 12 ounce beer, but it's in a smaller glass. Uh, it was really good on the coffee. The beer was. Yeah. I've heard that they do the sweetened condensed milk in the coffee and that's supposed to be super good. Yeah. Yeah. Egg, egg coffee was, is really the way that they started it. Um, the, you mix the sweetened condensed milk and the egg and, and you get a nice little frothy, uh, uh, flavor there. Um, on top of the beers, meh. Now, but Robbie, you were talking issue. about sort of the history of the sour, but what I was mentioning earlier was just flips in general are just are now considered just basically anything that you add an egg white to and whip the yeah. f out of, whip <laughs> the living f up out of. Uh, but this, but that style apparently dates back to 1695. Mm-hmm. They used to they make a drink with beer, rum, 
and sugar, and they would stick a heated hot, ri- hot iron into to froth it up, which was later replaced by the, the egg white and blending it up. Wow. 16 what? 1695. Wow. So they, so any drink that's like this, where you, where you got like, they do like uh, gin, gin fizz, you know? Yeah. Th- they'll do the same kind of thing. Anything with like an egg white and whipped up, that's a, that's a flip. Hmm. I've never heard that term before. But I also feel like we've had this conversation before. I don't know if I'm having like a, if I'm having some sort of deja vu thing. Um, I'm still distracted by what we talked about earlier. I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just the smell. The, the smell throws me off a little bit. Um, so yeah, I went with the basic recipe, and I used boys a oh, whiskey okay. from uh, from your neck of the woods, there the Tenth Mountain Whiskey uh, and Spirit Company. They're based in Vail, Colorado. Um, and this was given as a gift. Um, one of our uh, close friends, uh, one of my wife's close friends, who's become you know one of my close friends, uh, has uh, she got engaged uh, to um, a really cool guy. Her name's Allison. His name's Will. They and his he's from Vale, that area. And they went up uh, for I don't know Christmas a couple years ago or something and brought this back for us as a really nice gift. And I haven't really used much of it. I kind of save it for for special occasions. But I thought, what the hell? I'll throw it in this drink. Um, since it's from your neck of the woods, they've got kind of a, an interesting backstory. If you guys will indulge me just for sure. a minute, at least they're not sponsoring the show or anything. I just thought this was pretty cool. Um, so the 10th mountain, have you guys heard of the 10th, uh, the, the 10th mountain? Does that ring no. a bell with you guys at all? No. Uh, do you, do you know Camp Hale? No. No. Uh, oh, well, it's the legendary home of the 10th mountain division. Well, there you go. <laughs> As, so this is this was constructed in 1942. Um, it's like 22 miles west of Vail, and um, they were training folks there for World War II, and they were training on skis, like to ski in and ski out of places, because uh, you know they were going over into Europe, and there was a lot of different uh, mountainous regions. Obviously, that time of going over that time of year, uh, they ended up in Italy's. I'm going to screw this up. It's the Ap- Apennines Mountains. Sure. I don't know. Um, and they battled with Germany there for the next two and a half months. And that mm, was in uh, January of 1945. So just close to the end, close to the end of World War II. Uh, Germany surrendered to the Allies, um, you know, ending their campaign. And then after World War II, a lot of the same guys that were uh, in this 10th Mountain Division, they came back and they lived in that area. They were still skiers. They worked, started opening ski resorts, working at ski resorts, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, that's where they got their name from. I just thought that was kind of a cool story. Yeah, let's see that. Uh, 22 miles... West of Vale would be like around Eagle County, Eagle-ish. Yeah, it says uh, it's located 22 miles west of Vale between uh, Leadville and Led- Leadville, Leadville, Leadville and yeah. Minturn. Yeah, Minturn. Yeah, right, right, in, right. In the pa- in the Pando Valley. Okay, I'm and familiar with the area. Uh, I've never heard of this. Have you tried? Have you tried the uh, bourbon just on its own? Neat. What's it like? Is it good? It's it is it is good. I it's been a while since I've tried it on its own. It's it's aged one year, so it's kind of young. So it's it's a little bit hot on the palate. So I actually added, um, which I don't normally do, but I added a little bit of water, um, and I'll do that occasionally. And I, and I don't, you guys don't really do that when you drink the the barrel proof stuff. No. Um, I, I I tend to add just a little bit of uh, of water just to, and we're talking a couple of drops here. Sure, not a lot. sure. There's nothing wrong with uh, that. It's one of those things where you, you go. Where was the I think it was when we were at Oban in um, in Scotland where we did the tour and we tasted they had barrel proof um, whiskey there like some I, I don't I don't know how, how probably like 120 
percent, so like 60, 60, 61 proof. And, you know, we would taste it, and then they would give you like a little... Yeah, like, I think you have that like backwards. A, it was probably like 120 proof, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, I got that backwards. Um, uh, yeah, so it was like 62%, uh, which is about as high as it can get, right? More hot. or less. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, big big time. Um, and uh, and we would taste it, and then they give you, you drop a little bit of water in there, and then you taste it again. And it really does open it up uh, and make it a little bit softer on the palate, too, which... Um, I, I think I'm a little bit uh, sensitive to, but uh, yeah, I use that with this, and it's really good. It's got a lot of, it's kind of kind of a honey, uh, oaky kind of vibe to it. Uh, a little bit of a toffee situation going on there. It's pretty sweet. Um, I really liked it, and it's really good in mm. this cocktail as well. I don't really, as I said, I probably said this three or four times already. I'm not a big whiskey sour guy. Uh, this was, I think, uh, Randy picked this because we wanted to go with like a salty sour kind of vibe because this is a salty segment. And the salty component is coming from the cigar in this yeah. one. No, uh, very no similar. Doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. Yeah, it's and we talked about this before. What was the cigar that we did it with? It was the HVC, right? Uh, Five hundred, uh, which is also a phenomenal cigar. And it's, it is, it is an interesting thing that it, I think if, if you're relatively new to cigars, uh, and you have kind of a, a younger, more inexperienced palate, you don't. It's not a flavor you're going to notice, or even like an experience. I think that you're going to notice. Um, but for me, it really, it's, it accentuates the flavor because it kind of activates that, the saliva in your mouth and mm. salivates a little bit more. And so you just have, um, there's nothing worse to me than smoking a cigar that dries out your palate and right. something that's got kind of a salty uh, vibe to it does the exact opposite for me. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, I think there, there is something really fun about a, a sour drink with a salty cigar or vice versa you know um if there is such a thing but uh, i like I I, I I everybody knows i'm a big fan of salty notes in cigars mm. and this particular avo has it in spades oh, like yeah. Yeah. not only not only is it salty just the tobacco on your tongue uh but uh after you've you know let the, let the finish sort of flow you've retrohaled a bit you get even more salt just uh on your tongue through the flavor of the smoke itself. Uh, this is a cigar, Jordan, I remember when it came out, and we had a bunch of them at the time. Like, we were smoking them, like, a lot. And um, we always really... This whole line, the Synchro line, is a really good line. I, this is a good representation of this. Oh, well, I hadn't remembered it being so salty. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember, like, kind of red pepper flakes kind of stuff going on, which it has some of that, too. But it's, it's got a good amount of salt. Yeah, so before we, I mean, we can get it. Do you want to get into the cigar now, uh, oh, we, Robbie, or what did, we, you, did you have something else in mind? Well, I mean, I think we should, I can't do, I cannot do uh, Randy's read. <laughs> I can't, I can't, do, I can't do that exactly. Randy! All right, so first of all, folks, I want to apologize because I cannot do what Randy does. And, you know, not only that, but Randy, he, he was, he's really busy. He did not send me the read. So all I can tell you guys <laughs> is that this show is brought to you by Drew Estate. And here's the exciting thing, you guys, about Drew Estate Cigars. Uh, recently, we got to try the H99, Jordan, the new H99. <laughs> and the first time we had the H99, it was phenomenal about till about halfway through and then it kind of it kind of tails well, we smoked off. Him right off the truck we smoked him right off the truck and we were thinking to ourselves god i hope this if this could if the first half of this cigar 
could flow into the second half of the cigar. So two weeks later, Jordan, we smoked it again. Ah, it is absolutely amazing. I cannot wait till that cigar hits the general market because I think people are going to absolutely flip Jordan over that H99. They're going to lose their minds. Talk, talk a little bit about that rapper, Jordan, the, that Corojo rapper. Is is really really cool on that. Well, I mean, it's kind of in in the vein of like the T fifty two. It's just another. It's a but it's a Corojo in 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 the Connecticut River Valley. So it's super heavily fermented. Uh, I I think it's like two or three years fermentation, and that thing is dark, thick, and oily. And it's got some salty notes on that cigar. Like if you like if you like the salty notes, which I do. That cigar is a great cigar. Uh, I think eventually on this show, on Flavor Odyssey, we will do that H99 eventually when it comes to be a little bit more available so that people can get it and try it as well. So, folks, uh, we want to thank Drew Estate for sponsoring Flavor Odyssey. Uh, We could not do the show without our good buddies at Drew Estate, Joe and Ann and Jack and, of course, Jonathan and all the guys at Drew Estate. Uh, Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars. And one of uh, our sponsors that helps us provide all of the cigars that we smoke on this show is Smoke In, Southern Florida's greatest uh, cigar uh, mecca. You've got the one in West Palm Beach, which is a beautiful location. Obviously, the Boynton Beach store. Uh, if you're in anywhere even near the Boynton Beach store, they have a beautiful bar, great selection of cigars. Uh, check out Smoke In. And they're a great, they have the retail. Uh, operation which is taking over the world with their connoisseur club and the cigar of the month club so please support our sponsors uh drew estate and smoke in wow just off the cuff off the cuff off the cuff nice uh, of off the cuff nice. very you professional know. wasn't nearly as good as randy but hey no i mean I, you know you like, didn't have a script i, I mean, you know you i'm sort of like the uh you know the the uh who would that be like the i'm the gary kubiak filling in for john elway <laughs> i'm the gary kubiak you know i'll j- give it uh jump in I'll give it. A, I'll give it a seven. Wow, that's. I'm actually really happy with a seven. Yeah. I'll take a seven. I'd, I'd go eight and a half, man. That's oh, really yeah. strong. Wow. I mean, all things considered, you had uh, very little time to prep for this. Hey, uh, I, I had a good. Three, and, I had a good three minutes. And, yeah, and and then you, you made it topical by talking about. Uh, <laughs> The, the you know a new release you threw Jordan under the uh, the spotlight with I didn't know the, I was in the read you didn't yeah. J- Jordan didn't know he wasn't ready for that Jordan you get a you get an eight point five two <laughs> I think you guys just did a fantastic job so let's talk uh, now Robbie before we talk yep. too much about this <clears throat> particular pairing and and stuff uh, I just just from me to you um, what have guy you to guy. what have you learned in this the salty segment that we could impart to the folks that are watching on Facebook. Is there uh, anything like the cigar, a, a salty cigar that is there a type of drink that tends to, in your mind, go better with the salty cigar? Is it more of like a flavor complement or maybe an opposite? Like in your mind, just in these last four weeks that we've been doing the salty segment, what have you learned from this you know, journey? You know, my answer is going to be really simple because um, I missed uh, a couple of the episodes, <clears throat> um, you know, being at the ballpark. But uh, the the HVC 500th had that has that salty note to it, and we paired that with that uh, the Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. And you guys didn't actually get a chance to have that beer, but I think the, you guys enjoyed it with the beer that you had as well. Um, that combination of salt and peanuts and then you add in a little bit of that sweetness 
um, from the kind of caramel malts and things that are used in that beer, uh, that is, that's, that's nails, man. And I'm, I'm smoking this cigar and I'm thinking if I had the Samuel Smith's nut brown ale, it would go really well with this too. And we kind of lean on brown ales a lot. They're not that common of a beer. Um, but brown ales really do just pair well with cigars. Um, but I really do that, that combination of, of, of salty and that roasted peanut vibe mm. really, really does work. And then if you add a little bit of that sweetness in there, again, this is, this wasn't something that I learned, I guess. And, and maybe what I learned really is that this, this salty flavor that's in the cigars and these particular cigars that we picked. And I think these were the only two cigars that we picked that were the, the salty component if memory serves, because um, I know we did what we did a margarita, I think, right? The, we did a margarita, and I can't remember. Oh, that was it. Yeah, this is the this is the last one, right? So anyway, um, that salty flavor that comes from the cigar really is present. It really is prevalent. It sounds like something that's just uh, you kind of throw it in there just for for shits and giggles, but it really is. It really is there, and it's prominent when you bring out something that it compares, that it that it pairs well with. I don't know, but we didn't really do much contrasting. We're not. I mean, I guess we're doing a contrasting here tonight, and we'll see how that goes. But um, something that that's that's going to pair with with salty really does bring that vibe out in the in the cigar. The cigar has that that flavor profile, and I'm curious where that comes from. I think you know? I do think what you just started to hit upon, though, if if I was to answer the question that I asked to you is. I think for the salty uh, flavor component, I think it kind of has to be contrasting in some way, Jordan. Don't you think? Like, well, that's what I was the the. I think the only pairing that we did that wasn't a home run was the first one, which was the Goza, which was just mm. salt and salt almost. Right. Like that, so that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, other than that, like it's just like when you're making food, like salt pretty much goes with anything. Yeah, like if salt and sweet go together, salt and sour go together. Eat uh, salt, and salt, salt and salt. Salt and salt. It's not terrible. Um, it worked with it. you guys. You guys didn't like the goza because your goza yeah, was terrible. That's true, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it could have. That's right. I forgot about that one, but that that paired really well too because we did get that the salty vibe from that. Uh, what was the cigar that we smoked? It was the uh, Brickhouse Connecticut. Oh, yeah. the Brickhouse. Con- well, you smoked the Brickhouse original. You guys smoked. Yeah, so we both did totally different things. Um, and with the, the brick house, uh, classic was what we smoked and, and that worked too. And that was, that was contrasting. And, and really if you want to say, to be real specific, when you go salty and sweet, that's contrasting. Mm. Yeah. Cause I guess in that pairing there, what the cigar wasn't that salty. So, mm-hmm. but our, our you're just like you said, our beer was kind mm-hmm. of, was kind of intense, but I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pair, I, I still wouldn't pair salt with salt. Not that we did that, True. but that's something no, that course. you probably shouldn't do. But that being said. We did it with a margarita. It was pretty good. Now, guys, speaking of this cigar, uh, g- diving deeper into the uh, Avo Fagato. Fagata. Uh, Fagata. I always say, oh, sorry. But um, I think, Jordan, one of the things that I like about this cigar, and Robbie, uh, see what you say to this, too, is I tend to like cigars that have the Mexican San Andreas binder. I'm a fan of almost every cigar that uses... That as a binder. I think that's one of the best binders. It adds just a, a touch of sweetness to the cigar, which I think uh, cigars need just a little bit of, of the sweetness. And so the the wrapper is a Habano 2000, and I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably where 
we're getting the salty note, but the uh, the Mexican San Andreas binder uh, provides a little sweetness to balance that out. So you get just this really nice sweet and salty flavor right out of the cigar itself, Robbie. Now there's a lot of cigars that use that as a binder, but uh, I tend to be a big fan of that. Uh, what do you think about that uh, component? Well, I'm also a fan of it as a wrapper, but almost as a binder, I think I like it more, Robbie. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I, as I was you know, prepping for the show and I looked and I saw that this had the Mexican San Andreas uh, binder to it, Ecuadorian Habano 2000 wrapper. Um, the fillers are uh, very specific in the cigar. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's that's something I've noticed more and more. And I think over the last you know handful of years, um, the San Andreas wrapper leaf I know is is tough uh, to get your hands on broadleaf as well over the last few years because they've just been so popular and the price goes up. And I think an interesting way to get your hands or to get that flavor profile into uh, into your blend is to use it as a binder because you're not using the same quality uh, like visual quality of the leaf um, you know for a binder as you would for a uh, for a wrapper but, but you usually don't expect too much flavor from the binder um, but I do think it's interesting and it's every time I see it I think wow that's an expensive leaf to use as a binder <laughs> every time I see it um, but I, I think you're right it does it does impart um, some sweetness to the cigar. I imagine there's uh, the, the fillers here are um, they've got a Contega, a Contega Viso, and Esteli Lajero from Nicaragua. Uh, they have a, uh, a Yamasa Viso and San Vicente Lajero and Piloto from uh, the Dominican. So there's a lot going on in this blend, a lot of different. Uh, buzzwords in the in the blend there but yeah i think that that's that is an interesting way to use that leaf and to impart a certain amount of uh, of sweetness to the blend jordan what do you think what <laughs> sorry I was, jordan, I was producing jordan now there's a tatawahe what's the tatawahe <laughs> connecticut that uses the the san andreas negotiant yeah that that's a to me that's a perfect example of why i like this as a binder because it brings mm. it sort of it brings all of the flavors this sort of nice chocolatey sweetness Jordan what do you what do you think about that yeah <laughs> that's, that's, all that's all he's got to say yeah beautiful that's yeah that's uh... <laughs> anyways this is, this is a great cigar and it's not even that uh it's not even that expensive this is like a nine dollar this is like a nine dollar stick what size did you get Robbie on this uh, I am smoking the uh, Robusto, just a five by fifty, right. same here. Uh, which same here. checks in at about nine, uh, ten bucks, uh, give or take. Which you know, when you're talking about Avo, that's or anything from the Davidoff catalog, that's a pretty good price point. Uh, when Jordan just said, "Eh, sounds good," that reminded Is me of you guys ever you ever seen the movie Major League? Yeah, <laughs> where there uh, it's it's um, Harry Doyle. And he's asking the guy who's who also does the the play by play with him. He says, "Anything to add, Monty?" And Monty says. Nope. <laughs> He's not the best color guy in the business for nothing, folks. Is the guy who adds that that extra stuff is the color guy, and uh, I just that's is, is Jordan even sometimes on, is I Jordan have, even on the show? Sometimes tonight? I have to do the producing aspect of the show. <laughs> so not, many buttons to push in so little time. I'm not even I'm not even sure Jordan is is on the show tonight. <laughs> what are you doing? He's there. He's, Jordan's had a rough day. Let's yeah. cut him some slack. He's, he's he's squirming in his seat. I provided I provided us the hot. 
Hot crotch <laughs> bits. Come on. What do you want from me? Crotch. Hot crotch hits. That's hot crotch. That's got to be a, a, a dojo release here oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. shortly. But Something actually, with the, actually, some red no, pepper. I, I don't think I can tell that story, Jordan. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> remember. I, I, based on that, I think you have to. Nah, so there was the speaking of sarsaparilla, which is hitting stores this uh, week. Ooh! And. And everybody's, uh, I've seen all kinds of people on Facebook posting their sarsaparilla that they're getting. Uh, by the way, uh, that's that was our second cigar we ever did. We did it with Espinosa. And uh, it's hitting st- st- stores this week. But the funny part of that story is when Eric sent us those cigars, Jordan, do you remember? He, he, yeah. was like, he had this name for it. And we said, no, no, no. Did, should I say the name? Is that, is that, is that should I say what it what was? What the heck? I think we've said it before. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Eric was like, I got this name for the cigar. And here's what it is. He's, it was like, turn your head and cough. That was going to be the name of the cigar. Turn your head and cough. <laughs> and we were like, hey now. We were like, no. Nah, uh, 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 I don't think so. How about we, this? How about sarsaparilla? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's a little, uh, that's a little backstory going back to like 2014. But <laughs> it, it, sort of, it sort of tied in with Jordan's Night tonight. I don't it. think that one could have become national release like nah, I, uh, sarsaparilla. I don't think so either. Yeah, um, yeah, that's. I mean, you know, no one wants to think about a hernia. No. You know, it's not. That's not something that you're really interested in. So it's. <laughs> it's not really a good selling point. No, no. I can remember uh, uh, playing. Uh, you played little league, Robbie, probably too. Like, and you, you know, all the guys would have to line up, and the doctor would do that uh, turn your head and cough thing. Not, not a pleasant memory. No. Not. I didn't do it at Little League, but I t- I've, I've had doctor's appointments. Yeah, I, I, had, I had to do it at Little League. Yeah, just, so they just lined up the whole just, team and the doctor just... Yeah, you just line up the whole team, you pull your shorts down, turn your head and cough, boom. Boy, a lot of things have changed since uh, you were a uh, kid. I know. I, I'm a little older than you. So, <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, if you guys are watching on Facebook and you're participating, um, and you have this pairing, please post what your thoughts are before we get to... You know what our sort of final thoughts are on this, but we'd love to hear from you guys on Facebook because I know a bunch of guys, Chad and and Kevin and stuff, are are also doing this pairing along with us. So we'd love to hear what you guys uh, think of this. I mean, my initial thoughts is one of my initial thought, uh, Robbie, is I sort of forgot how much I liked this cigar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really familiar with the cocktail, so I kind of. I, I knew exactly what to expect with this, and I love Jordan's take on it. It's a little different. It's got a little spice to it and all that. But I sort of forgot, Robbie, uh, how much I enjoy this particular cigar. And now it brings me back to when it came out and how often you know we smoked it and how we liked it at the time. What was this? Uh, I'm trying to remember. 20, what it, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, it's been five years. Wow, that's incredible, right? It's ranked five. on our, our top ten, uh, number Six or so. six or seven or something Some like money. that, but uh, it's a great cigar. Um, Robbie, what are your thoughts on this? Just the cigar itself before we get into the actual pairing part of it. What do you think about this particular cigar? I, I dig this cigar a lot, actually, and uh, I think what you said is uh, is a perfect example. I was I was at IPCPR. It was IPCPR at the time uh, that year, and I think it was a Cigar Federation trip that we went on, <clears throat> and I want to say that the did the Yamasa come out that same year? Um, I, it, I don't know. I feel like it did. It's possible. I think Yamasa I was six, six, 17, 16 or 17. 
Yeah, I, I wonder if 17. it did. Anyway, it was seventeen. Uh, okay, maybe it didn't. Obviously, but it's close. Uh, though. Close. Regardless, I somehow I ended up with two thousand sixteen. Oh, it did. Okay, so yeah. it was the same one. Yeah. And I, I remember they had an event at the the Davidoff shop in Vegas, and we were. It was one hundred and ten degrees, and we're standing <laughs> outside, uh, and we're smoking these these yamasas. I'm smoking the the uh, the really sharp torpedo that they had, and um. And I don't remember who we were talking to, but it was somebody with the company. I can't remember who it was. But we were all, they were pouring, they were giving us champagne and we were drinking champagne in these plastic cups, which is just kind of funny. And it was a great pairing. Champagne and Yamasa at the time was good. Um, but somehow they, they ended up giving us a, a bunch of these, uh, the fagatas in that little mm. uh, torpedo that they had. And I think that was, that's what was reviewed on, uh, on the dojo. It was a four and a half by 52 short torpedo. And I ended up with like 10 or 15 of those. And that was the only size I had smoked until today. Oh, okay. So I, I had powered, you know, smoked through, you know, 10 or 15 of those. I think I have one or two of them left. And it was just such a, a great short smoke. Um, that's what, about 45 minute smoke probably. Um, four and a half by 52. And it's a torpedo. So, you know, you, by the time you get down to the end, you're, you're kind of uh, need to get the roach clips out. But... Um, <laughs> But I just remember digging that so much, and it does. It's got that salty vibe to it, and there is some. And I think that that smaller vitola does have more of that red pepper that you were talking about, Jordan. Um, but there's kind of a creamy vibe to this too, and I wonder if that egg white situation is, is kind of um, uh, uh, perpetuating that a little bit more than than I remember. But it is. It's a damn good cigar. It's got medium plus on the body, probably maybe more of a medium than medium plus. Uh, stronger than uh, you know you think when you start thinking about traditional avos, um, but uh, there's there's a lot going on here flavor wise, and um, I'm glad that I'm smoking a different size because those little ones are good. Those little little firecrackers, but uh, well not firecracker that's trademarked, but um, they're they're fun little smokes. But this uh, just even in, in the in the robusto does make a big difference. What do you, uh, Jordan? When 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 I when you mention avo cigars, what's sort of like the things that come to your mind? What are what's uh, the what's the well avo to me has more of a specific flavor component that comes to mind than any other brand you could mention, which is uh, sort of a botanical, um, like almost like Campari, like you're getting these bitter or aromatic kind of floral flavors that is avo in a nutshell. Right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great way to put it. There's a lot of aromatics in it. And like Avo is one of those brands to me where like certain certain Avos are some of my absolute favorite cigars in the entire world. And I feel like when they are doing like a, a lighter wrapped cigar is when they really shine. Oh yeah. That's like totally when agree. Avo shines, it's when they're doing uh you know the the lighter wrapped cigars the better. This one isn't super light, but it's definitely on the lighter side of of some of the other ones. But like when they do, you know, the uh, the limited editions and stuff, Jordan. That's yeah, I mean the limited edition. Pretty much every other year, you're going to get like the the lighter wrapped or the darker wrapped. And to me, the darker wrapped ones always have very heavy leathery kind of flavors, and the lighter wrapped ones are the botanical that I mentioned earlier. But I, I would take the lighter wrapped ones every single time. The LEO 5 is a great example of... Right. And the 2020, 
Last year's one. Last year's was an absolutely knock out of the park. <laughs> Fantastic cigar. You guys, you guys won't shut up about that cigar. I've never oh. smoked it, but you guys won't shut up about it. It's amazing. It's so good. It's 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 really really good. Um. All right. So, so you guys, you guys want to get into the pairing? You want to talk about uh, what we think? Um. About yeah, this let's, bad boy. Let's jump. Let's jump in. I, I Jordan, you've you've mentioned before, and I don't think it's Abo that you talked about, but it's kind of like a, a sourdough kind of vibe mm-hmm. and and maybe it's maybe the cocktail's kind of accentuating that but this i'm getting kind of like a a sourdough pretzel Ooh, yeah. vibe okay, like with that. this because it's kind of it's it's a little bit i don't know pretzel's got that that flavor to it on the outside yeah and then it's got that sourdough flavor that's in the middle plus mm-hmm. you get the salt on there that's that's uh, really what i'm feeling that's with this good. cigar. that's good yeah Anyway, that's. I just wanted to get that in before we start talking about the pairing, uh, and I'll go first if you guys want. Yeah, absolutely, um, go for it. So, I really like the cigar. I'm not a big fan. I've said this probably eight or nine times already. Not a big fan of um, of whiskey sours. I don't know what it is, and maybe I drank too many of them when I was younger and got sick or something. I don't know. I just don't like it that much. Um, I've my first one had the egg white. My wife brought me a second one that didn't have the egg white. The one that didn't have the egg white definitely has more lemon in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think the pairing is fine. I I don't know that anything is really elevated, um, but I think the cigar is making the cocktail more more enjoyable for me. Mm, right. So maybe maybe I guess the cocktail is elevated. I I am probably gonna get. Like I don't I, I don't feel like a thumbs down is right because it's not bad. Um, I guess I'll give it a thumbs up, but it's not a very enthusiastic one. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm gonna. Go, I'll I'm go not to, even gonna let the thumb like go back and forth. It's just like, eh. I'm, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm gonna go. I'll go next, Jordan. You can go last. I totally agree with everything that Robbie just said. Like literally, if if I could have scripted what I'm just about to say, I would have said almost exactly what Robbie said, which is a, a testament to. To how good Robbie is at at this at the flavor pairing part of this, that's why he's been doing flavor pairings for so long. Th- that's a a perfect description of this. And I'm gonna go ahead and just say thumbs down. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say thumbs down only because I love the cocktail, I love the cigar. I just don't feel strongly enough about the pairing based on what Robbie just said on his exact description. For me to go ahead and give it a thumbs up, so I'm gonna go thumbs down. Even though I like the cocktail and I love the cigar, I just don't think that either one of them uh, have elevated each other in in a in a way for me to go ahead and give thumbs up. Yeah. Jordan, what do you think? Uh, now I'm, you make me feel like I should have gone thumbs down. No, I mean, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same ballpark, um, but I would kind of be flipped. Uh, I would say the cigar is pretty good. The cocktail is great. Um, the cocktail is bringing up the cigar. The cigar is, like I thought, primarily red pepper, um, but it's got it's got some earthiness to it. It's got cedar. It's got uh, some leather to it, and it's got it's a lot of as you get further into it. It's got a lot of bitter, like uh, French press kind of coffee bitter bitterness to it. Um, not a ton of sweetness, which the drink yeah. is adding that sweetness that you need, um, and I like that in this in my version I had the habanero in there which kind of latches onto the red pepper of the cigar. So I'll give I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, it's not an enthusiastic one, but it, it is a thumbs up. Um, but I would, I you know I'm heavy on the 
on this. This is like my favorite cocktail. So. <laughs> I, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like when we did the margarita earlier in this same in this same segment, but the margarita is too much on the salt, whereas as the whiskey sour tones down and lets the cigar do the salt, and it's got the sour to to pair with the salt. Right. Hey, uh, uh, we got some some housekeeping to do here in a second, but I just want to ask Robbie this question. Now we've done the earthy note. We've done the fruity note. We've done the spicy note. We did a chocolate note segment. Each of these were four weeks long. This is the final salty uh, version. Robbie, out of all of those, earth, fruit, spice, chocolate, and salty, which one was your favorite uh, of those uh, journeys, those flavor odyssey journeys to, to do? Which one do you think was the most either either fun good or just memorable in any in any sort of way which wh- what do you think out of all of those that we've done so far this season yeah you know it's tough and i'm looking back i'm cheating while you're talking here i'm i'm looking back at some of the at some of the things that we did um <clears throat> earthy was interesting uh, i think some of the stuff and i know jordan you were uh, pretty vocal about it i think some of the things that we referred to as earthy didn't necessarily work um as earthy um so that was that 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 made that part a little bit tough you had two uh, f- you had two thumbs down in that four those uh out of those four so that you were only 50-50 in the earthy segment uh, robbie yeah that's that uh, that boulevardier is a tough that's a tough sell, uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Great drink. Pair. Great drink. Oh, it's it's a phenomenal cocktail. It's so so good. There's so much flavor going on in there, but it's so bitter. And um, I I when it comes to beverages, liquid of any kind, bitterness is very attractive to me. I I love IPAs. I I, I love uh, Campari, um, Aperol. I, I like that bitterness. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys all came around on the Aperol spritz while we <laughs> were in good. Vegas. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the, the um, dude, it was so hot. We would have liked almost anything that was. No, cold. no, 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 no. I don't want to hear great. about that. It was great. I, I don't want to hear about that. That was, that I, was chug, good... I chugged those things. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we, oh, we, well, you're supposed to. It's like a, a two to four component ratio, right? So it's supposed to be two shots of Aperol or two ounces of Aperol and four ounces of of. Um, of sparkling wine and uh we didn't really have the right measuring devices so it ended up being like okay it's like two-thirds of a cup to you know like a cup and a a cup and a third and we're making these cocktails that are like big gulps um and uh and you know taking them out to the pool when it's 110 degrees it wasn't too bad no Um, great. anyway no I, i really enjoyed that um looking back i think the thing and i've said this a couple of times Uh, The thing that I take away most from just from the show in general is how underrated wine is as a pairing for cigars. And and, and I've said that a bunch, so I'm not going to uh, to harp on it. Um, Chocolate, obviously, those are all thumbs up. I think like pairing cigars and looking for a chocolatey vibe is like pairing cigars with rum or pairing cigars with coffee. Like it's it's low hanging fruit. It's super easy to do. Um, but that doesn't mean they're always going to be good. Um, but I think if I had to pick a, a segment that was my favorite, it was the, uh, the chocolate one. And it was that, uh, the, the Ranja Oscuro with the Batita de Coco. That, that was, that was just a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Was, I mean, 
that you know the coconut uh, cocktail that we did yeah. and pairing doesn't have to be difficult it doesn't have to be uh like oh i'm gonna try to find some weird thing that's gonna pair like sometimes it can just be fun and you can find a cigar that's got a chocolatey note and you can pair it with a a drink that's like got coconut milk in it and it's gonna be super good because chocolate and coconut is out of the park and you know sometimes the lowest hanging fruit why not because it's super good do it. What's that? Uh, what's that? Oscom's razor? Is that right, Jordan? Oscom's razor. Yeah, it's just the the most. It's keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. Mm. Like sometimes it's just the most simple thing that is the the right thing. I uh, think. I think I would go if I had to. I would. I would go fruity, uh, then salty, then chocolate, then uh, what was the first one? Earth. Yeah, I'm a if big, I had to rank them. I would put the salty one at top. Well, there's Even there's the, spice it, in there too. What, what I liked. Most about th- this segment that we just did was just like letting guys know that that it's okay. Uh, saltiness is a flavor that you're going to get in cigars, mm. and it's okay to yeah. embrace it. Like I remember a few years ago, one of one of our buddies we were hanging out with at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest was like, "Oh, I hate that cigar." Like um, w- the last one I smoked, can, can you believe this? It actually had a saltiness, a salty note to it, and we were like, "Yeah, what's wrong with that?" And he was like, he thought it was just going to be like this ultimate insult that it, the cigar was salty. And we we're like. No, like that's a legitimate flavor attribute in a cigar. <laughs> like you, you should be able to embrace that that flavor note. No, I'm I I I mean I I love the salty note. By the way, do you want to name that person? Just some. Yeah, it was Jack. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, it's funny. Once you said, "Do you want to name that person?" It was exactly who I thought it was. And it's weird. And this is gonna this is gonna sound weird when it first comes out of my mouth. But Jack was in one of it was in my dream last night. Oh my god! I, I had a, <laughs> it's I had a dream right. that we we were at uh, a Drew Estate event that has since been canceled, but was supposed to happen. <laughs> um, and I, I can't remember what the scenario was, but it was the four of us. Uh, Randy was there, unlike today, and uh, we were walking up. We saw Jack and. But there was somebody important that Jack was talking to, and I don't know who the important person was. It was like the president of the United States or something. Somebody super important. And um, and he just totally blew us off. <laughs> All four of us. Oh, and I, that's, 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 that, could, that would happen. Yeah. That could totally happen, right? And we're walking away, and, and none of us said anything. And then, I, I, sorry, I don't really get ex- expletive on the show very much, but I, we're, we're walking away, and nobody said anything. It was quiet for like, I don't know, like 30 seconds, and we're just walking aimlessly because we walked all the way across the room to go talk to Jack, and he basically blew us off. We're walking away. I was like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> and then we all just kind of laughed, and that was that's all I remember of the dream. Yes. That sounds plausible. That, I don't, I'm not even 100% sure that was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Is that, it didn't even pop into my head until just now. That's funny. That, I, I, that was last night, too, because I woke up this morning thinking, What's Jack's problem? <laughs> uh, folks, here's the deal. Uh, we got to talk about this beer tour. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna. That's, oh, what, that's okay. what I'm getting uh, to. All right, all right. Uh, next week is obviously Rocky Mountain Scarfest week, and it's a huge, huge uh, week. Not only for um, cigars in general, because it's the greatest event in the world, I think, Rocky Mountain Scarfest. But the the dojo party is um, Thursday night here in the studio. We'll be having a good time. By the way. Uh, we'll talk about a Flavor Odyssey Wednesday night as well, which will be here in the studio. But um, the next day, which is the Friday, in between the Dojo Party and uh, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, which is in Broomfield, 
we're going on a brewery tour, and we got two buses. One is Team Robbie, and one is Team Randy. And there's about two or three seats available. Uh, it's very, very, very limited. So if you're going to be in town, if you're watching this show, and if you're interested in going, we've got like two or three seats available. It's 30- All the Robbie spots are full, so you're stuck, you're stuck with Randy. <laughs> That's, I was going to point that out, but I didn't want to be a jerk. <laughs> so thank uh, you. Um, there's about two or three seats available. It's $35. Um which is, covers your, your bus tour. It's about a four-hour uh, journey through some breweries here in the Denver area. And by the way, Denver uh, is one of the uh, greatest you know beer spots in the world. Uh, Denver, Colorado, Oregon. Uh, we few, tear it up. We do tear it up. We're in, we're in the upper echelon here in Colorado, from, as, sure. as, as, as Robbie will, will affirm. So it's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to hit some breweries. We're going to go around. So if you guys are interested and if you're going to be in town uh, for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest and you're interested in going, hit me up either on Facebook <laughs> or either on the Dojoverse. I can get you the uh, sign-up form. Uh, Terrence Riley of Aganor Salif, he'll be on the tour oh. as well. Uh, Tom oh. Tommy Lazuka from oh. CLE and Asylum. He will be on the tour, uh, so it's going to be a blast. Along with, of course, uh, your hosts uh, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs and Jordan and I and Matt will be there. Uh, so it's really going to be a ton of fun, and we'd love to fill up those two buses, and they're almost all full now. So uh, make sure to contact me. I can get you the sign up form. Uh, it's just going to be an amazing day to add to that incredible time that we're going to have at uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. And uh, Robbie, go ahead and tell folks about next week's uh, Flavor Odyssey, which will be here in Dojo Studios. I will, but real quick, I just want to mention uh, and go over the schedule for that day. I have it here in front of me. Um, so we're gonna the day is going to start right around eleven thirty at pickup. And once uh, when you sign up and, uh, and and everything gets taken care of, we'll let you know where the pickup location is going to be. Uh, and then the first spot we're going to hit and Randy planned this out and you guys know how Randy feels about beer. So he went through all of these locations and the order is not on accident. So we're starting at Bierstadt Lager House. At noon. Bierstadt, that just sounds like something fun to say. It does sound like I can't do the... Bierstadt. Yeah, Bierstadt, Lager House. So when you think of when you're ordering beer, you tend to start lighter and you go to dark. Um, And so Lager Lager House, obviously some lagers there. I'm a big lager fan. So chances are uh, I'm going to have, you know, one or two pops while I'm there at Bierstadt Lager House. We'll be there for about, we're going to be at each brewery for about 45 minutes, give or take, because uh, there's travel time in between the two. So uh, from there, we'll go to Epic Brewing at 1, uh, and then at 2 p.m., we will go to Ratio Brewing. I'm not familiar with Epic. I mean, I am, uh, but I'm not familiar with Ratio at all. Uh, so I'm really excited to see uh, what they offer. And as uh, Eric said, this, the 35 bucks covers all of your travel. So it's going to get you from the pickup location to all these breweries, and then back. Um, I would recommend eating before you go. I, I know some of these places are probably going to have food, but I would uh, I would definitely you know have a sandwich or something before you go. Maybe bring some snacks uh, to eat along the way because I don't know what the food situation is at each of these places. And feel free to look in advance if you want to check out their website, but I'm not sure. Uh, and then the day will wrap up probably around like 3:30 ish. So it's uh, you know just pre-lunch um, pickup, and then you know around 3:30 drop off. 
three different breweries, 45 minutes at each. You could pick up a flight, maybe just see a couple of things on the on the menu that you like. Um, but I think the main thing is we're gonna have two busloads of uh, of Dojo Nation. <laughs> yes. uh, take I, I can't even imagine the look on these people's faces when two busloads of uh, cigar smokers walk into their brewery. Uh, they're just gonna they're just gonna lose their minds. So this is gonna be a lot of fun. And I know we have a it's a team Randy and team Robbie Bus, but. It doesn't. You could just be Team Dojo and and want to join us, and and it's going to be a blast. It's just going to be fun because there's there's so many of you out there that I know through the show and through you know Dojo Verse, Facebook, and all that, but I've never actually got to meet you guys in person. So it's going to be a lot of fun just to hang out and chat one on one. So uh, hopefully, if you're going to be out there for the uh, for the Dojo party and then for the um, for the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, and Eric, you I, I've been to a lot of these events, man. I've been to Rocky Mountain as a guest. Uh, as like just a fan, just a person being there to buy cigars. And I've worked to that event, uh, both sides. It really is top notch, dude. Yeah, guys. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, give the whole itinerary, uh, to this point. If you're flying in, uh, early on Wednesday, uh, or later on Wednesday, uh, that's a week from tonight. Uh, we will be having flavor odyssey here in studio. And if you mm. guys are in, town that night you're very welcome to come to the studio you can contact me if you need the address or whatever you guys can come and watch robbie and randy uh do the live uh show which will be super cool it'll be the, it'll be the first time jordan mm. the first time that robbie and randy will be together in on the show studio. in studio together since this whole pandemic started so yeah. that'll be cool um so if you're coming in early on wednesday uh, feel free to contact me i'll give you directions to the studio you can hang out here and smoke cigars uh, until, I don't know, 11 o'clock, whatever. Um, then, Strict curfew. Uh, then Thursday comes around. <laughs> Thursday is our 300th episode, Jordan, of wow. Smoke Night Live. 300, 300 episodes. How are we doing this? It's crazy. That's a full-blown party. There's going to be a lot of people here, a lot of uh, cigar industry peeps here. We will do our show. It's going to be catered. There's going to be uh, pork green chili. There's going to be tamales. There's going to be all kinds of cool food to eat and lots of beer that we will provide uh, everybody for that party, which we always do. There'll be a cornhole tournament. Every it's that's gonna, pretty serious now. It's like, pretty at first serious. We just kind of like at first the first couple of years we just kind of uh, toss some bags. Now it's it's an yeah. actual you know get your team ready. It's a tournament. Like and you sign up. Tr Trinity Cigars, the, the Trinity Cigars uh, Mobile Lounge will be set up out front on that night. Nice. So you can hang out at the Trinity Cigars Mobile Lounge, which is, by the way, the greatest mobile lounge in the entire world. Maybe, should I say, universe. So that'll be a ton of fun. Then Friday uh, at 11 o'clock, as uh, Robbie just mentioned, that's the brewery tour. Then that night at the Aloft Hotel in Broomfield, which is only a mile away from the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, um, event actually maybe it's only a half mile it does I don't know it's very very close we'll have another dojo party on Friday night at the Aloft Hotel um, we'll be hanging out there and then Saturday is Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest the greatest event in my opinion in the entire world the greatest cigar event I love it I universe I cannot uh, brag highly enough about that event it's so much fun then after that event is an after party which Terrence Riley will be hosting of Agonorsa Leaf. It's around the pool area of uh, of the uh, resort, which is be absolutely beautiful, Jordan. Oh, it's uh, amazing. You might get to see some topless action. You might you know, see, if, yeah. Who, who knows? If you're unlucky, I might pull off my shirt. Who knows? 
And so that that is the the general itinerary of Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. It's literally four days of nonstop smoking and having a great time. So please, if you have any questions at all, just contact me on Facebook or Dojoverse or whatever. Um, Robbie, do you have any idea uh, what you and Randy will be doing on the wildcard episode a week from tonight? You know, it's a good question, um, and it's tough to follow that. That's, that is a jam-packed schedule. Uh, I can't wait. I fly out. I mean, a week from today, I'm going to be there right. with you guys. Like, just be there in sleeping person. In, sleeping out. in Jordan's basement. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hear all kinds of weird stuff happens in the basement, so we'll see what happens. Um, but, no, it's uh, next next Wednesday is going to be a wild card episode, and we have not nailed down what that's going to be yet. Uh, Randy has had an exceptionally busy week, as have I. I've been at the ballpark, you know, I think eight or nine straight days. So um, we have uh, – I think we have three or four different things. We just need to pick one. And once we do – um, I will do a live and let everybody know. I'll All do right. another live on Monday uh, as well, um, just to to finalize everything. So we'll we'll let everybody know as soon as we can. And then uh, I think during next week's show, uh, we'll announce what we're gonna do for season four as well. Awesome. And and there's all one, kinds of stuff. There's one more uh, really cool item, which is uh, this Friday night smoke night live, mm-hmm. Robbie. This Friday night smoke night live is going to be another episode where we do. Cigar brand stock market. Now, ding, ding, ding. Uh, this is this is going to be an interesting show because a lot has changed, Jordan, since we've done a cigar brand stock market. So we'll, a we'll be asking our our esteemed guest, and Robbie is one of them. Emmett Malone from Blind Man's Puff is one of them. Bear Duplicia is one of them. Uh, Jordan is one of them. Myself. Oh. Uh, we will be asking: uh, Should you buy, hold, or sell stock in the certain uh, cigar brands that you're familiar with based on their performance in the industry. And in addition to that, we'll be doing a first impressions. We'll all be smoking a cigar that we've never smoked before and just one, just one cigar. And we'll be rating it uh, live on the show. Uh, and Jordan, you know what's crazy about first impressions? Mm-hmm. The pledge, the EPC pledge. That's where it came from. That mm. cigar. Which turned out to be our number one cigar of the I year. I had that cigar, and I you had that first, on a first impression. All, all it show. took was the first third, and I said, "This is insane." So who knows what can happen on that show this Friday, Robbie? And you're going to be on that show. That's exciting. No pressure, right? Like, <laughs> I, I already, I already told you guys what I'm going to smoke. I won't tell the crowd. I guess I don't know if, if that's we're, go we're ahead. Teasing. You, you, you can tell them. <clears throat> oh, well, I'm I'm going to smoke uh, the Fiat Lux Ooh. from um, Let There Be Light. <laughs> Ace Prime. <laughs> From Ace Prime. Why let there be light? That's what it means. Oh, that you're right. Duh. I actually knew that. That's what it means. It means let there be light. And actually, Fogata, which I r- was remiss, means a campfire. There you go. So uh, anyway, um, I will be smoking the Fiat Lux. I have not smoked that yet. This was actually it hasn't hit the market yet, I don't think. Uh, that was uh, a PCA release um, at this uh, past uh, trade show, and I think it, it hits the market in the next month or so. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the first uh, the first show that you guys had me on when uh, I joined the dojo was a uh, buy, sell, or hold. Mm. And I know you asked me about crowned heads, and I think I said sell Uh-oh. at the time. Oh, so, we all so did, this, right? 
So this is where you learn that I never, I can, I'm good at buying stocks. I'm terrible <laughs> at selling them. I, like, I, I watch it. It's going to keep going up. I keep it going up. Like, uh, and then it goes down. I, I, I'm terrible at when to sell. I'm terrible. going to be smoking the CAO V21. Let's change show. the show uh, scheme to be crypto. <laughs> no, no, God, no. <laughs> Every, no. Everybody would tune out. All right, uh, Robbie, uh, you can, you can take us out. By the way, uh, Robbie, thank you so much. Uh, I know it was a sort of last minute. Uh, Randy got kind of tied up in some stuff, and we were, were super ex- super excited for what Randy's got going on. He's got a lot of really exciting stuff in his life, and so he couldn't make it tonight. But uh, Robbie, thank you so much for uh, for tonight's show, man, brother, and uh, take us on out. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, for riding along with me. I I, um, I appreciate y'all riding shotgun on uh, on today's show as we wrapped up. In essence, you know, season three uh, is a shame that Randy couldn't be here, but he'll be here for the the wild card. And, and you know, we can announce everything for season four. Uh, <clears throat> so that'll be exciting. Uh, appreciate everybody for checking out this episode. I hope you all enjoyed the pairing. Uh, it's good. Not great. It's as Randy says, like this, this isn't a pairing that I would, uh, you know, you know, tell somebody, hey, invite a bunch of people over and, and have them try this because they're going to love it. It was fine. Just didn't blow my socks off. But uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, for all the support. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues. 